So there, guys. Today's subject is political communication, personalization of politics. Personalization of politics. Imagine it as the top of the tree, and then it has two branches coming down. One of these branches would be the personality politics, and the second branch would be the presidentialization of politics. Firstly, personality politics is where there is a stronger emphasis on leaders slash candidates, personality traits in public discourse, rather than ideological principles and policy proposals. So let me give you an example. Let's say we have a politician. There's a stronger emphasis of them as a person rather than what they're preaching and what they're trying to bring into politics. A prime example, as I've mentioned before, would be with Jeremy Corbyn, where he's viewed as a certain way, rather than looking at the policies he wants to introduce. He's looked at as not diplomatic enough. That's just one example. Presidentialization is where there's a shift in the distribution of power towards leaders, rather than there being power for political parties and other forms of government. There's more power for, there's more power for the leader, more power for the executive, basically. With presidentialization as well, the leaders attain more and more power and more autonomy from a party or from the party that they're head of. And then this attains them higher media visibility and a distinct public identity. And they can end up straying away from the party and being just this essence, this being of power and where you don't even affiliate them with a party anymore. Like when you think of them, you don't think of a party. You just think of the president and the power. And alongside presidentialization, there is a distinct, there seems to be a difference, a distinct difference between the leader and the party. There's a split almost. And it has the potential to make leaders stronger, but then also has the potential to make them weaker at the same time. And coming back to personality politics, as I mentioned before, there's a stronger emphasis on the person. There's also a stronger emphasis on leadership traits and professional skills, basically their leadership qualities and how they will be able to take charge and lead. Another area of personality politics is that there's a strong emphasis on their personal lives where we start to introduce this celebrity-like this is celebrity-like media coverage of politicians now where whatever they do they're being watched recorded anything they do people are watching that's why they have to tread on such, they're treading on thin ice basically, like they've got to be really careful.
and this is where this is through the introduction of personality politics. I'm going to be using Jeremy Corbyn for a lot of examples because he is a prime, he's a prime example in Britain. He's a prime example of how the media use personality politics. Jeremy Corbyn's had multiple wives, well, not simultaneously, but like, not at the same time. He's had marriage, divorce, marriage, divorce, but. The Daily Mail in 2015 put an article of nothing of any relevance, just mentioning how Jeremy Corbyn has a third wife. But we don't think of it as anything, but it has a larger impact because that's introducing that's introducing a personality, introducing the personality side into politics. And then there's more emphasis on politics, on sorry, personality rather than politics. Basically, look at politicians as human beings, slash celebrities, instead of politicians is what personality politics is. Bringing it back to the top of the tree of personalization of politics. Some of the causes of personalization in, in politics could be the internationalization of politics as a as politics, sorry, as a whole. As as you know, we're so interconnected now in this world through globalization and other means, and how from the archaic globalization we've only just we've continued and continued to become more and more interconnected through the spreading of economies, cultures, and with the rise of the internet and how we're... It's, it's inc incredible. Humans are just mad, honestly. But this internationalization of politics is where you see a rise of personalization of politics. For instance, during the presidential elections in the States, with the rise of Donald Trump, it was broadcast live around the world. This also falls into the Americanization of politics, but that's another podcast for another time. But this internationalization, it's where we're able to get this information just like that. Click of the fingers, information. And we're through the internationalization of politics, things need to become simpler. Instead of looking at an individual and looking at all his policies, you look at the individual and you look at them as a person. And there's also increased importance of the media in politics, especially via television, the interwebs, <laughs> the internet and such. Also, social media plays a big part in it as well. I recently done an essay on how the social media played a large part in Donald Trump's secure victory as People were clicking through, clicking, going on Facebook and having their, having fake news links sent to them from friends and being sp spread around Facebook and other social media platforms. But that's once again, another topic. So I keep going off track. But yeah, through the increased importance of the media in politics, through television, as I said, social media platforms and radio everything 
it's more so simplifying politics in a way. Trying to simplify it to this simple narrative so that everyone can understand it and where we start judging people and their appearance rather than their policies. And then there is the role of weakened mass parties, as you've seen through Europe and the United States, the rise of populism. As you've seen in Hungary, you have a populist right leader come to power, same in France of Le Pen, same in some Scandinavian countries, and also you start seeing developments of the alt-right in Germany, even in the UK, with the rise of UKIP a couple, well, a couple of years ago, four, five years around there. A couple of years ago in the UK, you see the rise of UKIP, how they started to generate a large amount of support, especially during the EU referendum. And then these mass parties, that's also due to the fact that people are starting to lose, lacking confidence with the major parties. As in Britain, we're inherently a two-party system. Well, it's up for debate, really. As, but the, the two, the first-past-the-post system does support the two-party system. But then there are fringe parties which are gradually rising. And that is due to personalization of politics as well as Nigel Farage Donald Trump these individuals are looking charismatic and it sort of resembles I don't want to put them in the same boat but it sort of resembles Nazi Germany with people fed up of the Weimar Republic frustrated with how they're not achieving anything in the Reichstag it saw the rise of Hitler the Nazi party I'm not trying to put them in the same boat, but it's just sort of a light example, if you will. And then there's the fluctuating voters who are known as swing voters, really, how they can be persuaded quite easily. And then there was the rise of lifestyle and identity, and identity politics. Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> Personality politics also, it moves away from the debate of policy and issues as appearance and imagery matters more than reality is where we start to forget the purpose of a politician purpose of a politician we put the democratic system we put the politician in his place we have elected the politician he serves us it doesn't serve anything else or anyone he serves us this is for a direct democracy But then we f concentrate far too much on the person, the individual, rather than their policies. And this is all, these are some causes and factions of personalization of politics. To give you another example of how identity politics, personal, personality politics, all comes under the same all under the tree of personalization of politics. I'll give you this another example once again, Jeremy Corbyn, my apologies, just as I mentioned before, perfect example. As I said before, he was 
mentioned as not diplomatic enough and from a recent documentary or documentary a short documentary with owen jones some of you may know him a book writer an author of the book called the establishment pretty good book i'd advise people to read it he is a guardian columnist i believe at the moment he is on the left side of the political spectrum and a big fan of jeremy corbyn and the right hate him fantastic anyway he recently was not recently well he was recently at a conservative what was it called conservative party meeting for all the support conservative supporters but when he attended a couple years back there were people talking about jeremy corbyn and how they didn't like his beard and how See, it's very important to look at that, how he, they don't like his beard and how he's not diplomatic enough. But you're forgetting the whole, a whole other side, which is the political side. You're forgetting his policies, what he wants, what he strives for, his beliefs, what he wants to introduce to this country, which is the UK. But rather you look at him as an individual or him as what his, his appearance such yeah he's not the most best looking chap in the world he looks a bit scruffy yeah (laughs) he does i can understand people saying he doesn't look diplomatic he's not he's not bismarck is he but (laughs) that's besides the point he has some good policies and they should be listened to but that's one of the problems of this rise of personality politics and how politicians are being looked at as human, you need to be looking being looked at sorry as human beings and celebrities as to as to oppose just representatives of ideological principles or potential party leaders and this is where we as a public start and the media start to give politicians this celebrity status how they slowly transform from politicians into a celebrity, which shouldn't happen. But it does, and it will continue to happen, will continuously increase over time. How we basically just think of politician, how we should just think of a politician as a politician, but we don't, we think of them as more than just a politician, if you get what I'm saying. But yep. That's all I've wrote down on my revision sheet (laughs) for political communication, personalisation of politics. But I will continue to do these podcasts. I've done the same podcast. I covered the same subject literally half an hour ago when I done my first actual podcast. But I didn't really like it. It was a bit scruffy. I know this is a bit scruffy, but I'll get better over time as this is my second one. Second one so far. But as I mentioned before, I'll be covering all the subjects that I currently do while I'm at uni. Because this is a way that I can revise. Because I usually just record it on the notes on my phone. But this time I can post it, share it. And hopefully someone listens to this who's going to be studying the same thing as me or wants to understand it a bit more. I'll help you out. But as I said before, and you can see in my bio or my profile, I'll be doing this as a form of revision 
also sharing a bit of knowledge and just covering all the subjects I'll be doing at uni. So yeah, cheers for listening.